Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. We're going to be live from the Premier's Golf Tournament in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. The Premier's Golf Tournament, okay? Personal invitation. How about that? Uh, Willows Golf and Country Club is where we're doing it, fully sold out. It's literally going to be the coffee table discussion we've all wanted. Yeah. That's what it's going to be tomorrow. Probably not a lot of structure. It'll just be a lot of friends sitting around the coffee table telling stories. Exactly what you want. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show on a Thursday, September the 2nd. I know we look a little out of sorts here. We might sound a little out of sorts, but to RP here, Moose there, that part is not changed. How are you doing, Darren DuPont? I'm doing well. Are you? Really good. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> we're at the I love golf being course. at the golf course. Yeah, we're at the golf course. We're at the Willows Golf and Country Club in beautiful Saskatoon, Saskatchewan at the Golf Classic, which is, I guess, nicknamed the Premier's Golf Tourney. And I know, Darren, if you look over your shoulder, because I can't quite see it from where I are, do you rec- remember the official name of the Golf Classic that we're at right now? Yeah, Saskatoon's Annual Saskatchewan Party uh, Golf Tournament. Right. So, the, well, basically the Premier of the province of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe and his crew have invited us up here to the beautiful Willows Golf Class. i got to say, this is one of the most beautiful golf courses I've ever been at, one of the nicest settings I've ever been at, to sit here and talk sports for the next two hours. And uh, for those across this nation, those watching across the continent, you're going to get a lot of Saskatchewan over the next couple of hours, and uh, you're welcome. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, but a lot of the teams are here, and I can tell you that before we get into our regular with the Quick Six Show topics and all that we do, uh, we're, we've got the head coach of the Saskatoon Blades, Brendan Sawney, is going to come up and join us. The premier himself, Scott Moe, in the second segment right after this. Ken Cheveldayoff. Okay, Winnipeggers, don't get it confused. Don't get it twisted. Not Kevin Cheveldayoff, the Jets general manager. Ken Cheveldayoff, his older brother, is going to be with us here right on the set. Also, uh, who else did we say, Moose? We've got the Saskatchewan Rush people going to come by. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. There's... I heard a rumor that former Leafs coach and current U of S Husky men's hockey coach Mike Babcock would be in the tournament. But I didn't see Babs rolling around. Did you? So maybe no, Babs isn't yet. here. Not yet. Saw a lot of the hockey people, a lot of the Blade staff and the Rattlers and the Rush and everything else. But yes. Haven't seen Babs yet. This okay. Morning. Well, he could be like Santa Claus coming in with his sack at exactly. the end of the day. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, yeah. I could see that being a thing here at the Premier's Golf Tourney in Saskatoon at the Willows. So that's what we're doing. The warm-up is brought to you by E-Cold Electric, Regina Data and Lighting Center. Come uh, check it out. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. So we were, were a little delayed getting rolling, so uh, let's jump into the quick six show topics. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Okay, so Moose, number one, Labor Day Classic weekend is upon us, and I've got a lot of topics to get here to, but the thing, you and I have been up here since last night. Yes. The thing that's been jumping out is Winnipeg Blue Bombers running back Andrew Harris, the reigning Grey Cup MVP and most outstanding Canadian, 
running his mouth yesterday after Blue Bombers practice, heading into this Winnipeg-Saskatchewan game here Sunday at Mosaic Stadium, which is already sold out. He said there's nothing better than shutting up 30,000 Ryder fans. Calamity and chaos <laughs> ensues, and obviously this is what I do. Give my take first, and then I'll get yours, Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, back in the day, 20 seasons, voice of the Riders, I would have a lot to say about that. And throughout the course of today and maybe tomorrow, maybe I'll come back with something, but it's not really my job anymore to do that. i am kind of just sitting here rubbing my hands together because, frankly, I'm cheering for both teams. But the one thing that I thought about that is that Andrew Harris was suspended the last season the CFL played for two games because of a positive performance-enhancing drug test, which these days with positive tests, that seems to pale in comparison to everything else going on in sports right I now. Know. But he did. And the Blue Bombers wanted everybody to move on from that, not bring it up. It's a new time. It's 2021. And then Andrew, and, and I was buying into that. I'm not saying anything about it. They, they want everybody to move on. And then Andrew Harris, one of the biggest names in the Canadian Football League, comes out and starts running his mouth. Now, it's rivalry stuff. I'm all for that. I've made a career of that. But I would think there are 43 other guys I'd rather hear from than Andrew Harris on this. How about you? Yeah, I, I actually really like it. <laughs> I think it's great. You know, we talked about it this morning over coffee, and I went back and read it again and kind of had some time to digest. And you know what? It's cool. Yes, of course, the onslaught of comments when he says that. You didn't even play in the games. Winnipeg's only won once since 2005 in yeah. the Labor Day Classic. Like, they've got nothing to talk about. When have they ever shut up 30,000 Ryder fans? I get all of those things. But I actually like it. And my first thought wasn't to go to him not playing last year in the PEDs. Really? I, think, I think Andrew Harris is the guy we want to hear from. He's the star. He's just back in the lineup. I think Andrew Harris is absolutely who I want to hear from in that situation. And Zach Caleros, because he's been on both sides of it. So, Well, it's funny you say that. And I'm, I'm, when we do these remote shows, I love it. And by the way, it, it looks great. So good work, Rolf and Jordan and the crew back home getting it rolling. I see the comments going in here. Andrew Harris must have got a pep talk from Troy Westwood, the guy that nicknamed, of course, the, uh, the banjo bowl. And yes. all that. we got Bomber fans checking in here uh, on all of this. So I'm, I don't have my comments here. Wi-Fi is a bit of an issue. So I'm kind of going off the Facebook feed here. But that's the thing. You just said it. They've won once in 15 years. How would you know, Andrew Harris, what it's like to come in and shut up 30,000 Ryder fans? I know. Never really did it with the BC Lions. Haven't really done it with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But having said that, that's just if I was the voice of the Riders. Oh, I would be standing back and chucking haymakers right back. But who's doing that in Saskatchewan well, right now? Nobody no, that I've nobody, seen. Nobody. I mean, they did it in the playoffs. They shut up 30,000 fans in the playoffs. Oh, wait. Right. <laughs> so that, so, so it, it's oh, not God. unprecedented. Yeah. There is precedence. But, yeah, like, where is it coming from? This is, this, like, literally Andrew Harris just walked in and poured kerosene and gasoline all over it. But nobody's lighting the match. They're just watching the fire. Like, let's go. Let's light it up. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one of the quick signal. Number two, Zach Parisi has signed with the New York Islanders. And I haven't seen details of the deal for how long it is or for how much, but pretty big deal. I got the lines for the Islanders sent to me, by the way. This is what they're looking at, Darren. But Parisi, I want everybody's take on this. 1,060 NHL games played. Want to take a stab at how many career points he has? Like, you, th you think of him as an offensive guy, do you not? Yeah, I would have said eight, 900 points. 810 points. Oh. He's not a point-a-game guy. The low guy. end, yeah. The low end of that, yeah. But 
Isles lines this year for the New York Islanders. Top line, Barzell in the middle, Palmieri and Lee on the wing. Second line, Nelson at center, Bailey and Bavillier on the wings. Third line, Pajot the center, Wallstrom and Parise the wingers. And the fourth line, Sezikis, Clutterbuck, and Martin. And you wonder how they could deem Jordan Eberle at $6 million a year expendable on the expansion draft. Right. Obviously, Lou had a plan for what, how he was going to fill that hole. Yeah, and as Zach Parise comes in, and he'll you know, bring in that veteran presence on the third line. He did a lot of great things in Minnesota. I think guys like that, he's got a lot left in the tank, I hope. You know, we know he's nearing the end of his career, but the Islanders are going to be a handful. Uh, I will remind you that I had them picked to win the Metropolitan Division last year. Or, uh, sorry, I have them picked to win it this upcoming year, and uh, that is even before the Parisi signing. And some of these other guys, they signed four guys yesterday. Yeah, but let's so. remember, this isn't Zach Parise signing the 13-year deal that him and, and uh, Ryan Suter signed, at, or however many years it was. This isn't... Ten years ago, Zach Parise. He's now a third-line player, but still exactly. very, but still very serviceable. We like to, you know, think Duncan Keith's going to come in and he's an Olympic defenseman, you know, to the Oilers. He's not anymore, but his name ring, brings back all those memories. That's what we get with Zach Parise. He'll still be very good with the Islanders, though, and, and Lou and and Trotz and, and the group will put him in positions to succeed. Uh, by the way, I mentioned Matthew Barzal on the top line of the New York Islanders. I got word talking to some guys in Vancouver the other night that Connor Bedard, the Wonder Boy, 16-year-old for the Regina Pats, has been skating all summer with Matthew Barzal of the New York Islanders. Not surprised. I'm think not surprised. About, so just think when he gets into training camp with God's team, the Regina Pats, the pace might be a little slower than he's used to. <laughs> but anyways, that's the kind of player that we're talking about. Uh, point three, I don't know how much of the Blue Jays game you caught last night, but the Blue Jays, I think we were waving bye-bye to the playoffs, of course. And now it's just for fun. They're just playing for fun and pride. Well, they won a series over the Orioles. They beat them 5-4 last night, but the Blue Jays, have won four of five. What are you getting out of the Toronto Blue Jays right now, other than pure entertainment? I know, and I watched Sports Center too. There was, they were dissecting the game and and this stretch of six games where they won four of them. And this is supposed to be the time where you know the slump buster of the schedule and make up some ground. They won four of six, I believe, and this little six game stretch against bottom feeders in the majors. And three of the four wins were by one run. So by no means was this the Jays flexing their muscles like we hoped it would be. I mean, there's still time. They're only four and a half games out of, the, out of the wild card. There's still time, but they're showing no signs of being able to go on a serious roll and actually put a dent in that. And now their schedule gets really tough yeah. for the next two weeks. Did you see the T-shirts that they're selling for Robbie Ray? With his butt no. on it. It's no. like Robbie Ray. I wish I had a photo of it. If I had thought of it, I would have brought it up. If something happened... Like, Robbie Ray's a good-looking guy, right? Yeah. Starting pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. They're selling T-shirts with his butt in baseball pants. And I'm looking in that. It's a fundraiser. for It's going to the Jays Care Foundation. But I'm like, that is something I would never wear. I probably would buy it, right, to support the Jays Care Foundation. But I would never wear So T-shirts that. with your butt on them? Not and a Peterson shop, not happening? Yeah, no. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, by the way, we, if I had my bell here, we would be ringing it and uh, welcoming again one of our, well, they are our newest sponsor. The World Rugby Sevens is only 22 days away, September 25th and 26th in Edmonton. The World Rugby Seven Series features teams from across the globe with action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups, 
Purchase your tickets today at CanadaSevens.com. Explore Edmonton and the World Rugby Sevens, our newest sponsor here, coming to Edmonton in uh, late September. And as my good friend Cameron Hughes, who's no stranger to this town, by the way, he's worked a lot of Rush games, a lot of Blades games. He said of all the sporting events he's been at, this is the, the best off the chart. Everybody shows up in their costumes. It's a party. Oh, yeah. Shows up in their costumes. That's coming to Edmonton. September 25th and 26th, eight hours of action per day. Uh, point four of the quick six show topics here. Bolivai Bo Mitchell coming off the six-game injured list for the Calgary Stampeders, which means that he's cleared to practice this week, means he probably will play for the Calgary Stampeders in Monday's Labor Day Classic against the Edmonton Elks. There was just like a three-paragraph story on it on 3dunknation.com. I don't know if you read that or I not, did. but it's like... Did they not have faith in the kid, Jake Mayer? What was your read on Bo Levi coming off that early? Yeah, coming off early, um, the Stamps aren't lighting the world on fire. I mean, the kid looked pretty good, and he looks like he might be the next one in a long list of great Stampeder quarterbacks. But, you know, they kind of said, look, as long as Bo Levi's healthy, he's our starting quarterback. There is no controversy. He's playing. And I've seen some analysts across the Canadian Football League thinking that this might be the time for the Ottawa Red Blocks to make a move. They should be throwing the kitchen sink for Bo Levi Mitchell at the Calgary Stampeders, right? And, and trying to um, take advantage of a really good situation in Calgary. But I'm with them. I mean, they're just trying to not create a controversy, keep everybody's, you know, um, attitude, everything in the right frame of mind and keep the culture around that organization clean. This is Bo's team. Jake knows it. They're trying to be clear up front. So that's all I read into it right now. But if Bo comes back and struggles, we'll be talking about it. Stampeders were favored by 5.5 points against the Edmonton Elks without Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. So why would you rush him with a broken leg? That I'm not sure. No, but I'm I, really not sure. Unless it's a, unless it's a bow thing. Yeah. And you're starting to feel this other guy taking uh, over, and it's uh, kind of like not in my house, right? And look, at I'm ready to go, and it's my team, and I'm going to go out and play, and I'm not going to give you another chance. Uh, well, we'll see if he plays uh, Monday for the Calgary Stampeders against the Edmonton Elks in the second game of the doubleheader. By the way, we're almost out of time. My fifth point. We're not going to get to six here. But it is a, the Jacob Ruby situation. Uh, he's a friend of the program, offensive lineman released by the Edmonton Elks because of a COVID breach. And I don't think any of us know the exact details of what's gone on. But I will say this. Uh, somebody within the league sent me this text message this morning and said, loved your take on the Jacob Ruby uh, situation and simply that I have a problem with him being blackballed for if they said he lied about his COVID status. Now, I, I get that you may not agree with me. That's fine. I'll be fine. But as this person said to me today, hard for non-Christians to see that Jacob is a human being and makes mistakes like everybody else. Banishing him from the league is an insane overreaction for a mistake in judgment during a sensitive time full of social pressures. BC Lions lied about their starting quarterback twice back-to-back -back weeks. Players lie about injuries all the time. Jacob Ruby made a mistake here, obviously. You can't lie about being vaccinated or not, but to be banished from the league, I think, is a little harsh. Do you want to take one more swing at that <laughs> before we let you go and bring in the premium? No, I mean, all I can say is when you're at the top and in those positions and as we know running a business, you have to do your due diligence. So whether you're in the league office or you're around you know, the board of governors or whatever, you have to do your due diligence. So it needs to start with an interview with Jacob Ruby. You know, why did this happen, right? What type of pressures were you facing? You need to know the kind of guy he is and then make a decision. If the league's done that, then they'll have their own reasons for saying other teams can't sign him for the year. And I hope that they have before just coming to that conclusion. I hope they've done their due diligence.
But I don't know. You would hope, exactly. But I don't know. All right, Moose, we'll see you a little later on. Sounds good. Have fun. Uh, thank you. We're coming to you from the Premier's Golf Tourney, the Sask Party Classic in Saskatoon. We'll be right back with the Premier himself, Premier Scott Moe. This has been the warm-up brought to you by Ecole Electric. And you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It is another live on location broadcast. Uh, earlier this summer, we were at the Stanley Cup Finals in Montreal. We were in Winnipeg for the World Junior Lacrosse and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Argos. And here today, we find ourselves at the beautiful Willows Golf and Country Club in Saskatoon at the Premier's Golf Tourney. And we've got the Premier of the province of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe, with us. You're leading off the parade, Scott, of a lot of our friends coming in here today, so I appreciate it. Are you golfing? Uh, no, not today. No golf uh, for Scott today. It's a big day uh, for us out here, and we're just really thankful to have a nice day at a great facility. Yeah, no, well, this is something. Yes. Man. Now, you told me you're a Saskatchewan farmer like myself, and not many that I know really love to golf, but you said you do. I do love it. I love to golf. I'm terrible at it. Absolutely terrible. And I spray into all sorts of bushes. Um, but I do love it. And I love it even more now that I'm not uh, paying attention to my score as much as maybe I once did. Uh, well, I tell you what, for this, now, Ken Chevaldayoff has told me, you're a uh, you're good man here. The amount of golfers here. This is the largest classic in the country. That's a thing. Yeah, we're not aware of uh, a tournament that's larger. We're just under 500 golfers out here uh, today. You know, it's a great day. It's a great day to come together safely. Uh, in you know, in with given today's uh, today's challenges, um, you know, everybody's out having fun, and, and we're going to get out and talk to each and every one of them. Good. Well, and we'll be here for the whole day. And I appreciate the invite. So thank you so much Thanks. for having us. Now, unf- you and I have had these discussions. You're an Oilers fan. You're a so sorry about that. You're a, you're a huge <laughs> thank you. Yeah, a huge Rough Riders fan. Uh, will you beat the Labor Day Classic? Sunday? I, I don't know that I'm going to get down to the Labor Day Classic. I'd like to, but uh, I have an opportunity to get home, and I haven't been home as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to try to get home to see my wife. But it's going to be a great day, and uh, hopefully win number four. Right. Well, there's two things going on in the CFL right now. There's the football side that's been actually pretty good. You know, the games have been good. The Rough Riders are 3-0. And then there's the COVID situation. And uh, Rough Riders just last week, they and Edmonton were the last two teams to require proof of vaccination and negative COVID tests. Your take on that? You obviously uh, applauded them for it. What took so long, do you think? Well, very supportive of it. And, and, and it's going to take even a little bit more time in order to get all of the metrics in place. And so we started working with the, the Rough Riders organization. We're working with other organizations as we speak on, on uh, you, you know, exactly how this is going to flow and, and ensure that, you know, we as, as public health and the government are providing as, in as seamless manner as we can uh, people to themselves their, their proof of vaccination so that they can then provide it uh, if they choose if they choose to at, at this venue and and what I would expect to even be other venues as we move forward through the next number of months and so there, there is a lot of logistics to it um, a lot of logistics on the riders on the Rough Riders organization side as well and so we're working through uh, that with them and we're uh, even prior to the announcement so there there was a lot of discussion that was occurring even prior to Monday when the Rough Riders came out um, and that's continuing today and, and so it isn't it isn't just a, a switch you turn and away we go there's a, there's a lot of work a lot of effort a lot of people uh, that are involved in this and so I, uh, 
you know, the announcement probably took a number of days. The the direction and the uh, you know the effort behind the scenes uh, between not only the Rough Riders organization but other organizations uh, is is uh, you know days in advance of that. Well, you've had some pretty headline worthy quotes over the last what are you saying twenty months He's since about twenty months about twenty, yeah. and uh, I just remember a few months ago because I got my vaccination. I'm very open about that. I want to work. I want to travel. I want to yeah. do all these things. But you said that's not a gamble you want to take by not getting vaccinated. Remember saying that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and it's not. And, yeah. and nor do I, you know, <laughs> to, to each their own, but nor do I think it's a gamble that, that anyone should take, not only with your personal health, but with those that are close to you. And, and you know, as, as we're seeing now with some of the numbers that are, that are coming out on, on who actually is getting COVID, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, well, there's, you know, even stronger numbers on, on, on the folks that are unfortunately in, in our hospitals. And, you know, that's something that, that we keep an eye on and keep an eye on very close. That's why we were out this week uh, with some further announcements and uh, you know we we have a healthcare system here that needs to be accessible for a lot more than just COVID. Yep. And uh, you know so those are those are the things that that we're keeping our eye on. You know, um, and by the way, we're at the Premier's Golf Tourney in Saskatoon at the beautiful Willows, and I just want to bring this up to our viewers. I feel like it's just you and me talking, not a national television audience peering in. But I met you three weeks before you became the Premier of the Province. That's right at that banquet in yes. Shelbrooke. And I always, I want to apologize because I was riddled with anxiety going into that because it was, it was hockey day in Saskatchewan day. It was, yeah. And I'm like, you got a football guy up here. What am I going to talk about? I was so ner I was so nervous, but that went amazing. Yeah. Eh? That hockey day in Shelbrooke. What was that like? Well, you know, that was our third or maybe fourth event that we had had there. And, and what it is, is, uh, you know, a community that came together to raise funds for their hockey arena. And it, they, they started this essentially a, a week long of celebration, hockey games, and, and it ended and culminated with a banquet that you had uh, so graciously come up and uh, been our guest, uh, our guest speaker at it. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it's a great event for me and um, the community where I live mm -hmm. in Shelbrooke. Um, but what I see as in, in my position as, uh, you know, as a provincial politician, it's happening in community after community after community right across this province and in many cases across the nation. And I think it really speaks to the, uh, the, the just the, the, the integrity and, the, and the, 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 the belief that people have in the community where they live. Uh, in this province, and I think it's part of what makes Saskatchewan uh, just so very special. You see it uh, growing mm -hmm. up in uh, in uh, in a rural area. We even see it in our urban centers, and so it was it was great that you were there, um, and you, you you brought the hockey and the football together. Yeah, it worked great. <laughs> it worked great, and yeah. uh, you know people are just you know happy to to get out. We didn't weren't able to have one last year. I know the organizing committee has probably a year for them to recharge, and they'll likely have an, another one. And and that is parallel to so many great events that happen. Uh, you know, right across this province. Well, thanks for saying that. And when I heard the Edmonton football team was going to be called the Elks, I immediately thought of you and <laughs> Terry Simpson right? and uh, Sean Steve, who's a hockey yes. guy, if you know Steve. Was there no trademark on the Shelbrook Elks senior hockey team? How did you guys feel about Edmonton 
taking your name. We're, we're feeling quite slighted, actually. And, and, and Sean Steve, uh, who I played hockey oh, growing up with uh, as well, yeah. he was a tank, by the way. Still is. Yes, and uh, and a great, uh, you know, still involved in hockey uh, throughout Western Canada. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we had forgot to patent the name The Elks, and so we're quite slighted in the community of Shelbrook. And it's really, uh, you know, back to uh, you, a football guy coming to a hockey weekend, it's really allowed us to double down our allegiance to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Right. And so we're, you know, we're always happy to beat Winnipeg, but now we're equally as happy to beat the Elks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that was the, the senior team in Shelbrooke, Saskatchewan, yeah. his hometown, the same as Terry Simpson, the former Islanders yeah. and Philly Flyers coach, is the Shelbrooke Elks. You know, <clears throat> can we talk about the orders for a minute? Because I mentioned we have a brand new sponsor on the program in Explore Edmonton and the Rugby World Sevens coming to Edmonton late September. Somebody wrote in here the other day and said, what do you think about the Oilers' addition of Duncan Keith? And sometimes I wonder, how are you able to keep so up on the Oilers? Because you've got a pretty good knowledge of what's going on there. So how do you feel about the oil? <laughs> This season, well, we've uh, we've had a, we've had a drought here. <laughs> you know, it's it's getting on. It's it's, it's we're, we're actually uh, as Oilers fans, we're um, by default a little bit of Toronto Maple Leafs fans as well because we think if the Maple Leafs win a cup, we'll get one twenty years later. Right. But uh, you know, so we, we we cheer for the Maple Leafs second, which makes Doug Ford happy, but uh, and Ken Kovetz and others happy. But we do it out of uh, our own self interest. But we yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Eh? You know, we we've lost uh, what I felt. Uh, you know, a few pretty good franchise guys. And Duncan Keith is one of those guys. So, you know, happy happy to see that. Um, but, you know, I think back and I had a, I had a tough time when Eberle went. Yeah. That, that guy's a, a... Don't get me started. That is a quality hockey player and a quality individual and somebody that uh, when you get him in your dressing room, I don't think you should be sending him down the road for love or money. And, and you know, even even recently, another quality Saskatchewan guy, um, you know, I, I, I... Ethan Bear? I, Ethan Bear. I mean... Yeah. The guy's got heart. Uh, he's got uh, you know a love for the game. He's got a love for his teammates, a love for his community, and and uh, you know th- those are two guys that I think of just over the last well, Eberle's a few years ago that you know I it was just a little bit of a knife in the heart when I saw them go down the road, and I thought you know what are my guys doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're still cheering for them. Uh, well, you, it's, it's, if you want to come over to Vegas with me with the Golden Knights, it's really good over there. You know, Paul Merriman switched. Did he? <laughs> Your, uh, yeah, health minister. Where yeah. Did, who's he cheering for? He's an Ontario guy, is he not? Yeah, but he was a Flames fan, and then he ran over to the Vegas Knights when they showed up. He got on the bandwagon, and he stayed there to his credit, and, and that's good. But that's good over it's, here. It's, Life's good over here. It, yeah, and it's, it's, it's tough not to go. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get the loyalty because one of these days it'll pay off. But have you been up to Rogers Place to the? Have you been to a game? I have game? been to a game. What a beautiful facility! And and you know you were really you know blessed uh, you know to be able to access a, you know obviously a facility like that. But you know also to to look at facilities like that and the design actually the design of Rogers Place is actually much larger than the arena. It's, it's really a hub uh, for for downtown. And you know I think other communities are, are looking at that with a close eye as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Not far away. I was going to say, are you dropping something here? I just got to say this. The the last thing I have for you is, uh, if I'm correct in saying your predecessor, his legacy was uh, resources of this province, left it in great shape. Someone said to me about you that you want your legacy to be the people of the province and leave them better off than when you took office. Is that correct? Because if it is, 
I would say you're achieving that goal. I want to say congrats on that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, you know, think too much about uh, our legacy. What, what I try to do is, is really think about making the right decisions with what we're, we're faced with. And, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate on, on the investment side. Just the last uh, few months, we've literally seen billions of dollars uh, coming into the province. And, and that is because, yes, we're rich in, in natural resources. But the richest resource that we do have is are the people. Um, we talked about the, the hockey day in Shelbrook. That happens across this province, and, and, and that's people uh, putting that together. And that's people that have the opportunity to be employed in this province. And if we can continue to drive that investment, which drives jobs, which drives opportunity for more people to live here and do things just like that, um, we're in pretty good shape when you look ahead. And so whatever the legacy is, uh, that's, that'll be what it is. Um, that's what we're chasing. Well, you're on the right track and have gone a long ways down. Scott, always appreciate our visits. Thanks for having us out here today and have a great day. You as well, Rod. Thank you uh, for being here and thanks for all you, all you do for the community and the sports world, um, but also on the community side. It's, it's really appreciated by Thank many. you. Thank you. Premier of the province, Scott Moe. We'll be right back. We're live from the Willows Golf and Country Club in Saskatoon. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to... Welcome back, everybody. We're at the Willows Golf and Country Club at the Premier's Golf Tournament. And just ahead of another special guest joining us here at the Willows, I'm going to read a couple of the comments from our viewers uh, watching on YouTube this morning. Greetings from Trois-Rivières, Quebec. It's Eve Ross. He says, and oh, God, would I love to be in Regina this weekend for the Labor Day Classic. So we are previewing all of the CFL's uh, games this weekend. From Cine Girl, she says, good morning from Pittsburgh. Wishing I could be in Saskatoon tune this weekend hope everybody has a fabulous day darren workman watching in salt lake city utah says gotta love live locations lol good morning on a beautiful day here in salt lake city so i appreciate you all watching a sports update a randall grichuk pinch hit sack fly in the eighth inning was enough to give the blue jays a 5-4 victory over the baltimore orioles at rogers center wednesday night toronto infielder marcus Semyon spotted starter steven matz a one nothing lead with a one-out homer to left field the solo shot was Semyon's 33rd of the year tying his career high set in 2019 with the oakland a's the yankees snapped their four-game slide with a 4-1 victory over the la angels garrett cole racked up a season high 15 strikeouts over seven excellent innings to earn his AL leading 14th victory. Jaron Duran had a tie-breaking RBI single in the ninth and the COVID-19 impacted Boston Red Sox stopped the AL East leading Tampa Bay Rays nine-game win streak with a 3-2 victory. And in the NFL, all-pro safety Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, has tested positive for COVID-19 and was placed on the league's reserve list, though he could be back with the team soon and available for week one against Cleveland. That is a sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store for Ballers Rec Room, home of the four hour Rough Riders tailgate party. Uh, get down there noon Sunday ahead of the Labor Day Classic. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. As we said, we're live from the Willows in Saskatoon. We can't stop in Saskatoon without a visit with the Saskatoon Blades head coach, and that's Brendan Sonny, who makes his second appearance on the Rod Peterson show down here at the golf course. How are you doing, coach? 
I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> are you awesome? I am. Of course you are. The hockey season's right around the corner. You're at the golf course. Life's good, huh? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not raining. Listen, I gotta, I gotta pepper you with all these questions here. I told you before we went to air. I'm kind of confused a little bit. I thought you'd be on the ice today. What's the deal with WHL training camps right now? Yeah, um, they're a little staggered. I, th I think it was a little bit up to the organization. Um, I know some kicked off yesterday, some today. Um, it was actually on the website yesterday. You can see certain dates that teams are starting. Um, I'm not really up to date on that. Right. What you know when you are guys doing, are. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. when we're starting. Yeah. So you're obviously excited about the challenge in front of you here. I can tell by the look on your face. What's it been like since you've been hired? What was it, six weeks, eight weeks ago? What was the day? I don't remember the exact day. That's but fine. It, but about a month ago or six yeah, weeks ago, so it's something like that. It doesn't seem like that long ago. You no, know? It What's it been like for you since the last time we talked? It was the day that you were hired that we had, John. Correct. What you been doing? Uh, the first, I was pretty well ready for my season for uh, my team in France. Um, meaning all my systems videos and what we were doing was all kind of in place. So the first couple weeks after getting hired was getting through some of the, the tedium of systems, exactly how we're going to play. Mm -hmm. Let's get that onto video. Let's get that in a, in a, a way that's intelligible for the players uh, so we can just get in in the first two weeks and implement the systems right away. Um, that was the first kind of two weeks. Along with that, calling all the players, uh, meeting all the staff, kind of getting those ducks in a row. Um, once we got past that part, then just all of these little things that come up, uh, how are we going to travel? What does a practice day look like? What's the scheduling? When are guys coming in? Um, kind of getting that going. And then my wife and I got here about a week ago. And uh, so I'm in the office now pretty much every day working with Ryan, uh, Dan, Harv, uh, all, all the staff, Carter, getting the, the video stuff in place and, and just kind of smoothing out everything so we're ready to rock on the ninth. Mm -hmm. Well, you just heard me talk about the COVID-ravaged Boston Red Sox and Tyron Matthew in the NFL testing positive for COVID-19. Can you please tell me how, because I called the games in the bubble last year, how's it changed to this fall? What's life like as a major junior coach dealing with COVID times? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess we're, everyone really now has some experience. Um, as we all know now, you know, it kind of goes day by day, week by week. There's different rules that are beyond our control that are implemented, and, and you just have to kind of adapt quickly and, and roll past it because it is kind of out of our control. Of course, there's been the league mandate that we have to be fully vaccinated to be as a staff or a player or mm -hmm. even game official, things like that. So uh, the hope is that we're not interrupted. I mean, that's, that's kind of the main thing. I, we just don't really want to get interrupted. We want to have a full season. We want to have uh, fans back in the building. We right. want to have fun again. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, the guy just sitting in that seat before you was the premier who announced as of July 11th all restrictions lifted here. But... I feel for you guys, the sports guys, day by day. You just said it. You don't know what's going to happen in other provinces and other venues, but you just got to coach hockey. I mean, is it strictly hockey, or do you have to worry about COVID? What's the breakdown of that? 50-50, 60-40, 70-30? For me, I, I, don't, I don't think about it very much. Uh, just more stay on top of it and make sure that we're doing everything we can as an organization and following all the protocols and doing all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty well focused on hockey because 
that's what's in my control. So I, I kind of focus on what I control. Well, and as the Blades guys know, Darren's the Blades guy. I'm the Pats guy. And we all know that, and it's all fine. <laughs> right? We, we're, we're league fans. We get along. But we all, I love the, the Western League, but we all have our teams, right? Normally, the Pats blue and white game would be August 31st. That's always the date. And uh, that's when Connor Bedard just got to town was on August 31st. So everything's obviously backed up, Brendan. How's this training camp different from other WHL training camps or any normal training camp in terms of time and on-ice sessions and preseason games? Because we're all looking at this really from the outside. What's it like from the inside? Um, Do you have less time? I, you know, this is... I, I was in the league five years ago as an assistant coach, but in the U.S. division. So I wouldn't know as well what's typical here. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I just kind of, we have the schedule, and here's, we have four exhibition games, and regular season starts here, here's our practice dates, and I kind of go from there. Yeah, well, I feel like you would have normally had more exhibition games than that. Like Seven, if I recall, <laughs> right. um, in Everett. Yeah. Um, in you know, in the U.S. division, and so I I think four might be atypical, but uh, but again I I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So what about your training camp list in terms of players? Is it smaller group than normal? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe so. Again, this is kind of what I've been told, um, and then from my own experience. But again, that's a different organization. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're around fifty, uh, and I think there would be typically more. Pop but we have three teams. Uh, I think there would typically be four. But again. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the history would be um, for the different teams in this division. But this is why I know that you're going to be a success, is you're just dealing with the hand you're given, mm. and away you go. But do you feel like you have enough time to adequately evaluate and prepare a team to open a regular season first week of October? I don't think any coach will tell you they have enough time. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, we have the hand we're dealt, uh, and we're gonna just ready to rock. Um, right. We're going to get things in as quickly as possible. Um, we're going to establish the culture, how we do business. This is what your days look like, and, and let's just go to work. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's going to be um, in place right away. Um, it is going to take time, especially with a lot of changes to staff, um, you know, new coach and new assistant coach, new athletic therapist. There's, there's going to be changes, and, and there's, there's going to be adaptations, and that's not easy. It's not like you just show a player, hey, this is what we do, and they can just go do yeah. it. You have to practice it. You have to get game reps. You have to do video. You have to practice it again and practice it again and get more game reps. So it'll take time, but, you know, with preparation, with open communication with the staff and the players and, and, and a solid plan for development, um, we're confident that we're going to get a, a real nice team on the ice. Well, good luck with it. I can't wait to watch you guys play, and I always enjoy our visits. Thanks for all the Blades do for us, and I appreciate the time, Brendan. Hey, thanks for having me. Brandon Sani, the head coach of the Saskatoon Blades. We'll be right back to the Willows in a moment. We are broadcasting from the Premier's Golf Tourney, the largest one-day classic in Canada. And we're coming to you on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. 
And we are back for our final segment of Hour 1, presented by Explore Edmonton in HSBC World Rugby 7 Series, coming to Edmonton in later September. I'm going to jump right into this because we don't have a lot of time. The Honorable Laura Ross joins us here at the Willows Golf and Country Club at the Premier's Golf Tournament. I had to write this down. I kind of knew Minister of Parks, Culture and Sport and the Status of Women. Laura, that's a big portfolio. This golf tournament today, like me, you're not golfing in it, but you talk about the how nice it is to get out and be able to Absolutely, mingle. Rod. Absolutely, Rod. And it's also, we realize the importance of coming out of COVID, how important sports is. It's really, it's, it's me- mental health, well-being. Mm-hmm. And we know that, uh, especially parents with children, they really appreciate some of the program we, we have done as a government. Active families, we... Uh, help out with about $150 per child to mm-hmm. be able to help them with their uh, either sports, dance, or some uh, organization. And then also, to if a child has special needs, there's an additional $50. So it really helps out uh, families to ensure that their children can participate because I think you and I both know that uh, an active uh, individual makes for a really healthy mind. Mm-hmm. So we're well, really important. It was obviously important for you folks, and I mean the government, to get kids back Absolutely. on the playing fields and outside. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to do it in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. And, and people are being very respectful. And that's, that's what's so important is that, like I said, we get our kids off doing things. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I think it's really good for the family too. So uh, we're really pleased with uh, the participation that we have of uh, families going out into our parks. Oh my yeah. gosh, our parks are packed. And, uh, you know, we know that people like to hike. They like to uh, do uh, all sorts of activities in our province, in our beautiful parks. And it makes for a really good well-being of individuals. I can't believe we only have a minute, but you seem to really love <laughs> your job. I do. What do you love about it? I, well, everything about it. You know, like people <laughs> look and go, man, that's like you said, there's a lot of things on that plate. But it, uh, it's like it was tailor-made for me. All those things, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do and ensuring that our province is a really, it's the place that people choose to, to come here, to raise a family here, to have a good uh, job. And we have the we have the opportunity. Look around. Absolutely. <laughs> it's right here. Absolutely. Laura, I appreciate it as always. Thanks for all you do for us and for what you do for the province and the people. And enjoy the day. Thank you so much, Rod. Next hour, Ken Shevel Day off the uh, MLA, Saskatoon Greystone. We're going to talk uh, Labor Day Classic, Jets, all kinds of things. That's next. Coming up in hour two here on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.